ninth episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. We have an amazing show lined up for you guys today, including a special interview at the end with Miss Dort Eisenbeis. But first, our weekly AFC North Power Rankings and Drew Brees. The AFC North consists of, Brown, of the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers. Who comes out on top this year? Okay, so with the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers, obviously the Bengals had the first overall pick. And like I said a few weeks ago, I think they're going to make the playoffs, even with the Ravens, maybe a wild card spot. So I'm going to put the Browns last because I just think that they're not as good as the other teams. The Browns don't really have that good of a QB in Baker Mayfield. Their running back is really good. But then their wide receivers didn't really perform except for Jarvis Landry. So I'm going to put them last. Third, I have the Steelers. Even though they have Duck Hodges as their QB, now they're having Roethlisberger back. So I'm going to have to put them third. And then I'm going to put the Bengals second, earning a wild card spot. And obviously the Ravens first with the MVP Lamar Jackson from last year. I think those predictions are pretty solid, but I, I might have to take a different road. So, for um, the fourth spot, I have the Steelers. The reason for this is because Duck Hodges, last year he threw so many interceptions in the few games he started and played in. So, that's, the, that's why I have them fourth, even with James Conner and Juju and their defense, which is actually pretty good. I have them fourth. The Browns, they had a pretty good draft including an offensive lineman, and they got, they also, don't forget, they still have Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker, and Chubb, and Kareem Hunt, and that's a lethal offense, so I have them third. I just don't think they can outperform the Bengals, or the Ravens, for that matter. Number two, as I just said, I have the Bengals. This is because um, Joe Burrow, I think he'll be an amazing NFL starter, but as I said a couple weeks ago, I think Tua will have a better career than um, Joe Burrow, but I think Joe Burrow will have the better. I think Joe Burrow will have the better rookie year. So I'll have them second. Uh, I'll predict like nine and or uh, eight and eight, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs. And then number one, as I said, I think I'd say pretty obviously the Ravens with uh, last year's MVP Lamar Jackson, as I said, and they have they were the number one run game last year, and they have an amazing uh they have not an amazing but they have a good wide receiver core, and their defense got even better with adding Calais Campbell. So I have Steelers fourth, Browns third, Bengals second, and Ravens first. And who you have fourth, second, third, fourth. I have the Browns fourth, Steelers third, Bengals second, Ravens first. So why why would you put the Steelers at number three? Why wouldn't you have them at number four? Because the Steelers are better than the Browns. They have a better defense. They have a better offense. Better offense? They, they, better they have Super Bowl. They have Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. They have Duck Hodges at their QB. No, they don't. They have Ben. Or He's Ben. Bad. But Ben is He's back. back. I know, Ben is He's back. back. I know, Ben is back, but still, he just came back, and he was hurt all of, almost all of last year. So, so is Tua. So is Tua. Tua not all of last year, though. He had he played okay. some. So and he still got drafted. It doesn't matter if he was hurt all of last year in the middle of last year. That doesn't matter. He still got fifth. He still got picked fifth overall. So, he has a Steelers, uh, what place? Yeah. Well, did he ever win? Uh, did he ever win a Super Bowl? No. <laughs> Next up, we have Drew Brees and his comments about the National Anthem. 
So this week, Drew Brees made a couple of controversial comments talking about his grandfathers, how they fought in World War II. But Malcolm Jenkins and many other um, stars in, in their respective sports came back saying that Drew Brees didn't understand the full story and that the, the African Americans did also fought, but they weren't acknowledged. So about that, I just think that Drew Brees, I think this wasn't his intention. I think he meant to say that uh, he was talking about George Floyd's, pro- I think he meant to link it in with George Floyd's protests, but I think he meant I think he meant to mean it in a meaning in a good light, not meaning that not to hurt other people's feelings. Yeah, but still, how can you say something like that? My grandfather's fought in World War II like no one else did. He has to understand that. Now he realizes what he did, and he's apologizing, which we respect that. But in the first place, he shouldn't have even said that. There's no reason because my grandfather's fought in World War II, so you can't kneel. What is that? Literally, a man was just killed coldly in the hands of police, and that's what he says? He has to be better than that. Yeah, I know. I agree with that portion, but I'm just saying that I think, I didn't think I didn't think that he meant it in a mean light. I think he was just trying to express his opinion in a meaningful way and get it across to people. Next up, we have an interview with UNC Chapel Hill field hockey player Dora Eisenbeis. Today, we have an amazing guest joining us. Dora Eisenbeis is a recent graduate from Cary Academy, where she focused on field hockey and track, but also played basketball, soccer, softball, and ran track in her seven years at Cary Academy. She was just awarded with the prestigious Cary Academy Outstanding Lifetime Achievement Award, adding to her other accolades, including Female Athlete of the Year, Two-Time Tysack Field Hockey Player of the Year, all-state and all-conference in field hockey, track, and lacrosse, and currently holds two track records and one field hockey record. Dorit was recruited and will be continuing her academic and field hockey career at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Welcome to the show, Ms. Dorit, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Wow, that's an amazing bio for someone who just graduated high school. So, Ms. Dorit, dispel some rumors. Is it true you were recruited to play field hockey at UNC as a 10th grader? Um, yes, that is true. So my recruiting process began sophomore year, and then I committed the summer after my sophomore year. So, yes. How will your experience being a two-sport athlete in track and field hockey affect your multitasking in the future? Um, so it was definitely kind of challenging um, managing both sports. Um, I also played lacrosse, which kind of added to it. Um, but I think it definitely taught me just how to um, pay attention to one sport at a time, whatever season it was, um, and also just being focused on school, then being focused on the sport, and then coming back home, um, doing some recovery and doing homework. So I definitely think in the future, um, all of this multitasking that I've been doing for the past years will definitely help. Yeah, and did you really have a specific order, like academics first, then sports, or was it just do whatever in front of you? Um, I kind of wanted to have a specific order. I would always tell myself that academics would come first. Um, sometimes when I get frustrated with homework, I'd kind of stop and go play field hockey in my basement or something. 
Um, so not the whole time was academics first, but definitely if I had a test or something, I'd do the test and then come to practice late. I would never skip out um, to go to practice or something like that. Yeah. We know that in high school, you participated in track and field hockey. So at what point did you start streamlining and focusing on one sport? And in this case, I'd assume it's field hockey. Um, so I basically decided in eighth grade that I wanted to um, continue field hockey in college. So field hockey was always kind of my first sport. Um, and then I did track and lacrosse to kind of supplement my field hockey skills. So track definitely helped with my endurance and speed. Um, and then I also played lacrosse these past few years. So that helped. They're kind of the same sport, just lacrosse is um, in the air and field hockey's on the ground. So that helped with different like positioning things and um, cutting and different things like that. So I was always focused mainly on field hockey, but just used the others to kind of um, help me progress. For our listeners, as we said earlier, Ms. Dorrit was just recently awarded a very prestigious award at Terry Academy, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Can you talk to us about what that entails and what it is? The Lifetime Achievement Award um, is awarded to a female athlete and a male athlete. There are two recipients each year. Um, and it can basically be anyone in the upper school, but usually it's a senior um, since it's a lifetime achievement. So seniors have the most um, seasons in their career. Um, but it's, you have to um, participate in at least two sports at Cary Academy. Um, and it's kind of just the award for whoever's helped the most with the sport and added the most um, to the program. Um, and yeah, it's really an honor that I was awarded with that. How are you able to maintain such good grades all while playing sports? Because you would have to have been a good student to be able to make it to um, the University of North Carolina. So um, what was the inspiration that really fueled you? So I would say getting recruited is kind of a hard process because you want to be as best as you can um, in your specific sport, but it's also your academic. So a lot of schools um, aren't going to even recruit you if you don't have good enough grades to go to their school. So that was a big thing when I was in my recruiting process, just to keep up my grades, um, just so I could have as many opportunities opportunities as possible. Um, and then once I committed to UNC, a lot of people are like, oh, you already know where you're going to college. Why, like, you can slack off in school now. Um, but I guess it's just kind of the way I was raised. It's kind of you always focus in on whatever you're doing at the time. Um, so I just kind of, in school, I'd put my head down and do my work um, and then go kind of my sports were my way to relieve myself from all the schoolwork. Um, so then I'd really focus in on the sports um, when I had the separate time for that. Obviously, you will have a phenomenal career playing field hockey for UNC Chapel Hill, which is for our listeners. Yeah. One. So where do you go from here and what is your dream after this? Um, so after this, I'll be starting at UNC um, in August, and so I'll be there playing field hockey. The dream is to win um, some more national championships right now. Uh, UNC has won two back-to-back -back right now, and they have won eight total. So 
I'm hoping that I can help um, get some more championships under the belt. Um, and then the goal past college is possibly um, playing on the national team for USA. Um, that's always kind of been a goal of mine um, since I started playing. And I'm in a program called Futures, which is kind of like the funnel to the national, national team. Um, so every year I've kind of just been looking up to the national team players um, and maybe one day I'll get there. So what goals do you have now? As a kid, you probably had goals that helped you get to where you are today. So what are your new goals and what were your past goals that really helped you achieve what you have achieved? Um, well, I would say my past goals. So um, my freshman year, I had a coach who told me he didn't think I would be able to play in college. Um, so that really motivated me to kind of prove him wrong. So that was really just playing in college and playing Division One has really been my goal for a while. Um, and now that it's about to happen, I guess my goal is just to be the best player that I can be. Um, I don't think I've really hit my peak yet, so I'm hoping in my next um, years in my college career I'll be able to improve a ton in my fitness and endurance and skills. Um, so really just be a overall good team player um, win some championships, um, and yeah, that's, it. that's really all I'm looking forward to right now. So are there any professional field hockey players, either on the national team or in college, that you look up to, and what are some traits that they have that you look forward to uh, receiving in college? Yeah, so one of my favorite national team players is actually on the UNC team right now. Um, her name is Erin Mastin, and she is a rising junior at UNC. So it's crazy for me to think that I'll be playing with her next year. Um, so that's really inspirational to me. It's going to be able to play with such an amazing player. Um, and she, the traits that she carries, she's overall a really good team player. She has amazing skills, but she doesn't use it to be a ball hog. Um, she really uses it to help the team, so to get away from a defender and then get the pass. Um, or to finish the shot, whatever it is. Um, she's already broken a ton of records and has been like the female athlete of all of UNC, um, which is crazy. So yeah, I really inspired to be like her and hopefully training with her will um, definitely help. So what do you think that was the reason that you really had this much success? Do you think it was your worth ethic or your dedication um, so I kind of say that growing up with two older siblings, they made me super competitive. Um, and I always just wanted to be better than them. So I think that kind of drive, um, in whatever I do, especially field hockey, I just want to be the best that I can be. Um, so I think that definitely helped with everything I've achieved. I kind of, um, I don't really want to settle for where I am right now. I always want to get a step higher or learn a new skill um, or get faster, something like that. So I think that kind of motivation to that there's always something higher than where you are now. Um, I think that's always just kind of been my driving motivator and um, inspiration to keep getting better. We hope this was informative for our younger viewers and was an inspiration for those who have aspirations to play sports. It was certainly informative for Arsh and I. Ms. Stewart, thank you so much for your time. We had a great conversation, and we hope you did too. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
Thanks for listening to this week's Two Brothers in Their Sports podcast. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.